this has been our month of divine connection and I carefully started the church out on a journey I titled my sermon then you are not a mistake I brought you part one I gave you part two you can call it season one you enjoy season two today is the final season season three you are not a mistake part three if you are writing your notes this morning the topic of my sharing is you are not a mistake part three jeremiah chapter one and verse five which we started with before i formed thee in the belly i knew thee and before thou came forth out of the womb i sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet to the nations before i made you i knew you hey you are not a mistake listen carefully to the next thing I am going to say you are not a mistake in spite of all your mistakes in spite of all your mistakes you are still not a mistake I want everybody to hear this God knew about all your mistakes before he gave you his vision and his mandate God knew all the error you will make on earth before he put his grace and his anointing upon your life. Don't allow your mistakes rob you of your connection with God. No matter where you went wrong, you are still eligible for divine connection. You know how the devil kills a destiny quickly? He tells you, hey, everybody else not you remember remember three years ago that was then this is now every time the devil attacks your destiny please let him know that God does not see you in the place of your mistake he sees you in the place of your calling God sees you in the place of your destiny. You know why? You are not a mistake. You are not a mistake then. You are not a mistake now. And you will never be a mistake. Can someone beat their chest and say, I am not a mistake? Can someone say, I am the child of God? This is our month. Of divine connection but I want to make sure we get the picture very clear I'll tell the story of the first man that ever lived his name was Adam and Adam was the first man to make the first mistake on earth true or false God asked him to adhere to certain principles. I've given you authority and dominion over the earth. You see all these things before you, you can touch them. But this tree, out 
of bounds. Adam made a mistake out of love. Out of what? Women are powerful. Oh. Men, let me share a secret. Don't let women know. Men, are we together? Women get power. Oh. They get their sabi where where. Adam made that mistake because he loved Eve. Sound, please. Eve was the first woman that existed. There was nobody like Eve on the surface of the earth. You know, you will never appreciate a thing until you don't have it. The thirst for Eve came before her existence. Adam did not know what he was missing until God created Eve. And when God created Eve, Adam said, Ha! Can life ever be this sweet? That woman made his life worth living. Now put yourself in Adam's shoe. And that same woman that is your object of love and adoration, the woman that gives you joy and pleasure, says, look, take this fruit and eat. It was love that made Adam fall into the place of mistake. But can I announce to you, church, even at the point where Adam ate the fruit, Adam was not a mistake. It was at that same point where he ate the fruit that God started designing a way out of redemption for man. God will usually find anyone at the point of their mistake. No matter how bad the error and the mistake is, God is ready to start with you at the point of your mistake. Let nothing rob you of your connection to God. Can someone say, Pastor, I yes, sir. God has not forgotten you. God has never forgotten you and he can never forget you. As long as you are connected to God, you are all right. Church, are you with me this morning? As long as you are connected to God, you are all right. Hey, my pastor, look at my age. Look at what is happening to me. No, as long as you are connected to God, you are all right. Your destiny is not your neighbor's destiny. Your journey is not your neighbor's journey. Your years are not your friend's years. And your manifestation is not your friend's manifestation. Just be connected to God. Just stay connected. And everything will be alright. Year 2020 has been the most unusual year in human history. Recent human history. But can I announce something to you? 2020 is not a mistake. Year 2020 is not a mistake. I was getting this message prepared and the spirit said to me tell them that year 2020 is a seed for the rest of their lives year 2020 is a what is a seed for the rest of their lives i introduced the man that started this journey two sermons ago with us the man called joseph
if not for the famine in the land, Joseph will have had no value. True or false? If there was no crisis, he would never have ascended to his throne. God said, tell them that there has been so much crisis in 2020 because this is the beginning of their journey to greatness. Don't complain about 2020. Don't. I said, I don't, I don't lose everything now. Everything, don't finish. Don't finish. Oh, please don't complain. Every time you look back, you give the devil a chance to attack your destiny. I want you to hold on to the word of God and the word I am saying to you 2020 is not a mistake you are not a mistake in the part one I gave you three principles that made a slave become a king true or false the first one I gave you was don't give up on yourself if you were not around for the past two Sundays, please go to the console and get the message. Go to the console and give them your phone. Say, please, put that message. You are not a mistake. Part one, part two, and part three on my phone, and they will do that for you. In the first sermon, I gave you three principles that made Joseph become the envy of his generation. The first one I gave is don't give up on yourself. Joseph did not give up on himself. The second point I made, the second principle, discover your place of intimacy with God. Things may look rough, but make sure that your place of intimacy is guaranteed. I made a statement. I said, God will never use a man he cannot instruct. God will never push a destiny that he cannot control. An instruction is gotten in the place of intimacy. The third principle I gave in the first message was never give less than what God put inside you. Never give less than what God put inside you. Don't price your potential. Give it 100% no matter how much you are paid. While you are giving excellence, the miracle will happen. Church, are we together? In the second message, you are not a mistake, part two, I continue with the fourth principle, give your gold away. Can we still remember last week's Sunday? Give your gold away. The person you give your gold to determines what happens in the next phase of your destiny. Make sure that you give your gold to the king. Church, are we together? Make sure that you give your gold to the king, but don't keep your gold. Give your gold away. The fifth principle I gave was choose love no matter how much it costs. Joseph forgave his brothers even before they appeared in the palace. He forgave them for everything that happened to him. He chose to walk in love and that's why God connected him to his throne. And we continue with the remaining two principles today. Principle number six. Kill the enemy at the door. Kill the enemy at the door. Matthew 13 and verse 25. Matthew 13 verse 25. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and did what? And went his way. 
For every door of glory, there is a waiting enemy. You have to kill the enemy at the door. Don't let the enemy enter with you. Don't let the enemy enter with you. Whatever kills a man, enter the door with him. Whatever robs a man of his destiny was not killed at the door. You are asking God to open the door of your glory. Please be careful that you kill the enemy before you enter. Church, are you with me this morning? Joseph was a handsome looking man. And there was an enemy called lust. Sexual infatuation. Listen to me, there is no youth that does not struggle with sex. True or false? It comes with a face in any man's life. And the devil said, I've gotten him. I know what will keep him away from the place of his throne. And all of a sudden, Potiphar's wife, who was also beautiful, came and said, Hey, oh yeah, let's get jiggy, jiggy. But Joseph killed the enemy at the door. He didn't wait to question. He didn't wait to ask. He didn't take a second look. If he had taken a second look, he would never have survived. He didn't say, Madam, don't, don't be touching me like that now. He ran for his life. He didn't wait to see what he looked like. He didn't wait to sample. He killed the enemy at the door. Whatever will cause a man to fall has been part of his life before he started climbing. He did not fall at the top. He fell from the first step. Church, are you with me this morning? The devil will never fight you with a place or with a thing that you don't recognize. Never. The devil will never attack your destiny with a thing or a place or a person that you don't recognize. The place of our greatest calamity is in the place of recognition. Our father will give you a testimony times without number. I don't know how many of us remember this testimony of a man that was an addicted smoker. And every time we say, Good, I don't want to smoke again now. And one day he said, Look, God, this is the final one. He took the cigarette after smoking the first stick, he squeezed the whole pack, dropped it in the dustbin, and said, God, the last one. I'm not taking this thing again. He said as he sat down, he saw a hand come out of the waste paper basket and said, come. Because the devil will not struggle with you if you don't recognize the place of struggle. I want you to watch the foxes that have been destroying your vine. I want you to kill the enemy at the door. If you don't kill the enemy at the door, the enemy will sabotage your divine connection. 
the place of your greatest battle is usually the place of your greatest weakness. The place of your greatest battle in life is usually the place of your greatest weakness. Listen to this. Moses, anger, true or false? Church, true or false? Moses was struggling with anger. And what took his destiny away from him? Anger. Before he struck the rock, he killed the Egyptian. Just because he was in a fight. He did not kill the Egyptian because of the fight. He killed the Egyptian because he hated the Egyptians. Hatred killed that man. Anger killed that man. King Saul, greed. King Saul lost his throne because of greed, but the greed did not start when he became king. When he was not ordained king, he was greedy. King David and King Solomon, sex. Those two can do competition. We won't know the winner. Because both of them love sex. How can you take a man, put him in front of the battle, and say, make sure they kill this man so that you can go and console his wife and add her to the number of women in your palace? No conscience because of sex. And what destroyed him? Sex. The same thing with King Solomon. His wisdom became foolishness because he did not kill the enemy at the door. Samson called the lap of Delilah. He could not resist it. And whether he was powerful, no matter the exploit he wrought, the devil was not bothered. You know why? The devil knew the place of his struggle. Until you are delivered from the place of your struggle, you are not secure. You are not safe. I decree upon your life and upon your destiny, God will give you victory in the place of your struggle in Jesus' name. I will share a secret with you this morning. Every struggling Christian knows his place or her place of struggle. Every Christian knows. You know because it did not start today. You know because you are falling into that place time and time again. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 and 5 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for the pulling down of what? Of strongholds. Verse 5 Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into what? Captivity to the obedience of Christ. A full message on its own. You can't do this thing gently. Are you with me? What I'm talking about must be done forcefully. If you don't kill the enemy at the door, the enemy kills you in the place of your throne. What I'm talking about is not something you gloss over. You don't sit with the enemy. The enemy was sent to destroy you. What do you do to the enemy? You are licensed to kill. 
kill the enemy. You can't kill a man easily. Can you kill a man easily? You must struggle to kill a man because nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to die. So if you take, if you want to take a man's life, they will say he took the man's life. Nobody gives you his life. We have only one Jesus Christ. After Jesus, nobody else. You must take the life of your enemy. You must contend with the enemy at the door or the enemy will contend with your throne. I'm going to say something very fundamental and please don't forget it. Don't forget what I'm about to say. Every man will fight the battle of his father. And every woman will fight the battle of her mother. Take it from me. Every man will fight the battle of his father. Cast your mind back. You may have said, ah, I will never beat my wife. I will never be like my father. Just give it time. Give it time. Every man will fight the battle of his father because there's an enemy at the door. It's a spiritual thing. By the time you start beating that woman, you will not know. That is why I am emphasizing this this morning. You better win that battle, not just for your sake, but for the children you are going to raise. For the seeds coming after you. You must stay in the place of battle and kill the enemy at the door. Can someone say, Pastor, I hear, sir? Can someone say, Pastor, I hear, sir? Our late governor came on air and said, my father died at the age of 70. If I do 70, I'm, I'm all right. And the enemy at the door was laughing. Nothing wrong with him. But at the age of 70, <clears throat> he also left the sin. That shall not be your case in Jesus' name. How do you kill the enemy at the door? Quickly, number one, come out of the place of self-denial. Come out of the place of self-denial. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm all right. Touch, are we together? Are you in Sherwood? you will never be delivered if you can give an excuse for your place of struggle you will never be delivered from it don't excuse your place of weakness God did not design you to be weak the Bible says let the weak say I am strong number two you must speak to yourself always you must speak to yourself always especially at the appearance of the enemy listen to this every time you see the enemy and you close your mouth defeat is near I'll give you a picture God forbid but I am an alcoholic and I want to kill the enemy at the door. The devil will not tempt you with women because I don't recognize it. The devil will not tempt you with money because I don't recognize it. The enemy
enemy will always tempt me with alcohol because that is the place of my weakness. So every time I say, God, this is the last bottle. I take hold of my victory. What will appear? What will appear? Very cold and chilled. Three, three, three. The brand you like, just the way you like it. In fact, it will not use that lager. Because that one is not sweet in your mouth. It's the one that you like. It will be sweating from the freezer. Now, when you see that bottle of alcohol, what you do next determines whether you are going to be free. You must get to a point where you have to start speaking. Everything is created via words. You must say, I am not an alcoholic. Say it out. Let people hear you. I am delivered from the spirits of drinking. And don't talk words alone. Speak the word of God. Get Bible verses that you say to yourself all the time, especially when the enemy appears at the door. Touch are you with me? The moment you begin to verbalize, your deliverance has begun. Don't just keep your mouth and say, oh, God, this beer is looking very cold. At that point where you keep your mouth closed, the devil does what? The devil will not strike you in Jesus' name. Number three, quickly, because of time. Number four. Number three, sorry. Consciously place yourself in an environment of the Holy Spirit. But when you are careless with what you see and you are careless with what you hear, you begin to struggle. Finally, change your circle. Do what? Change your circle. There are certain people that you must stop working with. I told you, if you are going to kill the enemy at the door, it must be deliberate. It must be forceful. You can't do it. Never can it be done gently. You can't do it gently. I saw a video over the past week. The video was very funny, but very true. How many of us have tasted puff puff before? Puff puff, puff puff. Toshe fuke fuke dada. Toti mu ororoyo. Good hot puff puff. Puff puff is the food of the local man. True of us. Eh? But when Puff Puff started working with spring roll and samosa, he became Small Chops family. He joined the Small Chops family. And the Atikus and the Buharis of this world, when they want to dine, they serve them samosa. Puff Puff is not part of the group. He just got there because he started working with the right people. How many of us like Akara? You like Akara? Akara doesn't have ears, he doesn't hear a word. When Puff Puff was moving with spring roll and samosa, Akara was still playing with Ogianeko. Akara is sweeter than Puff Puff. Akara can never rise past Ogianeko. The day you see Akara, eh, it's much worse. What will happen? You call the party vendor. What is this? Take this Akara out of here. Because Akara will not hear 
what? You want to elevate your level, check the people you are working with. You want to kill the enemy at the door, don't stay with sinful people, you will forever be sinning. Don't stay with people that are struggling with what you are struggling with, all of you will continue struggling together. Move with people who are more spiritually inclined than you. Who will not take rubbish when they see it? They say, come on, you are bigger than this drinking. Come on, come out of there. Are you with me, church? You want to kill the enemy at the door? Change your circle. Can someone say, Pastor, I hear, sir? Finally, think like a king before you get to the place of your throne. The last point. Point number seven. Think like a king before you get to the place of your throne. Joseph was thinking like a king before he got to the place of the throne. He was in a prison, but he wasn't thinking like a slave. He told his mother and his father that, look, I saw us binding sheaves, and my own sheaves stood up, and everybody else's sheaves, they were bowing to me. They said, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. The next day, he dreamed another dream. He said, I saw the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowing down to me. What am I trying to say? Imagination. If you fail in the place of your imagination, you will fail in the place of your destiny. Proverbs 23 verse 7. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The place of imagination is the place of elevation and manifestation. I'm going to shock the church right now. I'm about to close, but I want to bring you the secrets of divine exploits. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Please, can we have that up? I want everybody to read it. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Mark chapter 11 and verse 24. Can we read together? Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, do what? Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Shikina. It means whenever you pray and you speak words, it transcends from the physical realm into the supernatural realm. True or false? You are not permitted to have the request to your prayer until your imagination brings it back to the physical. It's not enough to pray. After you pray, it's now your assignment. Start imagining. Go to bed and see your place in the see yourself in the place of your answer. God, I am tired of trekking. I need a new car. He goes to heaven and God says, I'm waiting for you to begin to imagine it. Is that not where we fail? We pray and we go back into that mental conditioning of failure. Then we expect the miracle to come. We pray and we are still complaining. Some people will pray, 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 pray in church. When they get home, they start to cry, 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 cry. And God says, ah, you don't know how to make your prayers work for you. Whatever you ask me, 
begin to believe that you have already received it. It's called imagination. If you want to be divinely connected, you must win in the place of imagination. Imagination is your responsibility. Nobody will charge you for imagining. Nobody will say, ah, no, 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 no. Your dreams are too big. No, you can't, you can't be thinking that way. Is, your, is my thinking your problem? I can think I'm the president of Nigeria. You think your own, me, I think my own. But every time you win in the place of imagination, you win in the place of manifestation. Can someone say, Pastor, I hear, sir? I will shock you. Time is upon us, but I'll quickly round up now. I'll give you an analogy. Buhari called Nigerian youths. What did he call us? See, youths are not even responding. What did our president call you? He called us lazy Nigerian youths. Not be so. This is my question. How many young people are dreaming of a great Nigeria? How many young people are dreaming? How many young people are consumed with the thought of a great nation? The average Nigerian has given up on Nigeria. True of us. As long as we have given up on Nigeria, we cannot have the Nigeria of our dreams. A friend of mine called me and said, Pastor, I need to buy dollars. I need to buy dollars. I need a lot of dollars. I said, how much dollars do you want to buy? He said, maybe $100,000. I said, Chineke, what do you want to use $100 for? He said, Pastor, Naira will still fall. Naira is falling. I must make money. So a Nigeria is crumbling and we have lost all hope in our own heritage. We are quickly buying dollars that look, if Nigeria will fall, let me gain from the fall of Nigeria. <laughs> Church, are you with me? If you cannot win in the place of imagination, you cannot win in the place of manifestation. Let me, let me tell you something. I will tell whether you are winning with your imagination by the quality of your actions. Because you cannot think it without behaving it. We behave the way we think. By the way you act, I will know if you still have faith in your destiny or not. When you see a lady walking around naked, all the parts that should be covered is exposed. You don't get angry, do you? You don't get angry. You know why they are doing that? They don't know that their future is going to be great. If they knew, they won't do that today. Because the pictures are already on their Twitter, Instagram, they can't pull it away again. And tomorrow when they say they want to contest, what will people do? They say, no man, <laughs> we don't want people like this here. So if they knew now what they will be then, they will cover up. They have no imagination, so they are not acting like it. If you are winning with your imagination in the place of destiny, then I will see it by your actions today. I want you to beat yourself and say, I am great. I was intended to be great. And I will be great. Whatever you dream of becomes your reality. 
in the spiritual realm, if you can see what others cannot see, then you become what others cannot become. Don't forget, number one, don't give up on yourself. Number two, discover your place of intimacy with God. Number three, never give less than what God put inside you. Number four, give your gold away. Number five, choose love no matter how much it costs. Number six, kill the enemy at the door. And number seven, think like a king before you get to your throne. Can we rise up on our feet? You are not a mistake. You have never been a mistake. And you will never be a mistake. I started with kill the enemy at the door. I want all eyes closed and all heads bowed, please. All eyes closed and all heads bowed. I want to pray for everyone that have not given their life to Christ. You don't want to sin, but you cannot help it. You are struggling because there is an enemy at your door. There is an enemy at your door because you have not given your life to Jesus. If you are under the sound of my voice, and you know that there is no time or place where you surrendered your life to Jesus, it is time to give your life to Jesus. With all eyes closed and all heads bowed, please, can you raise up your hand? And when I see your hand up, I will lead you to Christ. All eyes closed and all heads bowed. You are still struggling with sin. You are struggling with certain habits. You have been struggling for a long time and it seems you don't know how to come out of it. Heaven wants to save you this morning. If you are under the sound of my voice and you know that there is a sin you are struggling with, please, this is the time to drop all weights at the altar of God. I'll give you 10 seconds and if I don't see anyone, I'll go into the place of prayer. If you want to give your life to Christ, this is the time. All you need to do is lift up your hands and heaven will receive you. Please come to the front. Take everything you have and begin to come forward. Everyone, eyes closed, all heads bowed. Begin to come to the altar. This is your day of encounter with heaven. This is the day where you step into the place of your destiny. I am so excited this morning. Hallelujah. The devil lost and Jesus won. All eyes closed and all heads bowed. I will do something I don't usually do on a Sunday morning because the Holy Spirit is impressing this in my spirit. I was talking about cycles. Generational cycles. Children fighting the battle of their parents. Sons struggling in the place that their father struggled. Daughters struggling in the place where their mothers struggled. If that rings a bell or if you are struggling with such thing, nobody knows what you are struggling with. This affects everyone. Please come forward. Please come forward. Please come forward. This affects everyone. If you see that what happened to your father 
and mother is occurring in your life. What happened to their marriage is showing up in your marriage. What happened to you as a child is now manifesting in your children. It is an enemy at the door. Likata dali brusata. Can someone get on the keyboard for me? Likata da uzazata ibrazita de ibrala kazate. This call is for you this morning. You must not hand it over to the next generation. You are the priest of your generation and there's a reason why you are standing in this place right here and right now. Enough is enough. Please, I want the men of God to surround them. Enough is enough. It's called a chain of repetition. God is a generational God. The devil is also generational. When he holds a man captive, he holds his entire generation captive. But you are killing the enemy at the door this morning. I want you to lift up your voice and begin to speak with God. You know where the circle has been afflicting you. You have hated it your whole life, but now you are struggling, fighting the same fight. If you could remove it, you would have removed it. But it's a generational cycle. It is an enemy at the door. What happened to your mother is happening to the daughter. What happened to the father is happening to the son. You saw your mother struggle. You cried with her. But here you are now, struggling the same way she struggled. You can hear a voice telling you every day, this is what will end you. Because it also ended your parents. Hey, but God's hand is available this morning to connect you divinely. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. I can hear it in my spirit. To men, it may be impossible. But to God, nothing is impossible. God said, I should tell you that you are taking off that garment this morning in Jesus' name. In my spiritual eye, I see all of you stark naked. God is seeing you to the place of your secret. He knows where you have been struggling. No need to struggle anymore. You are already naked before God. But I see God putting his own garments that he created with your destiny on you. I decree and declare, you are liberated in Jesus' name. I can see a lot of you crying. Because whatever you came out here for has put tears on your eyes. And I can see the hand of God cleaning your tears away. I decree and declare, God will visit your life with joy in Jesus' name. I had it in my spirit just now. He said, I should tell you that in that specific area, you are coming back to testify. He said, tell all of them, they have been qualified as testifiers. You will testify in Jesus' name. 
The siege is over. The siege is over. The enemy has been destroyed. Move into your place of liberation. Move into your place of deliverance. So shall it be with you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Peace be still. God bless you. Listen, we are going to pray one prayer this morning. I want you to believe that there's a reason why God chose to move this way. Church, are you with me this morning? There's a reason why God chose to move this way. I will pray this last prayer. We're supposed to pray two prayers, but I'll pray this last prayer with you. And I want you to pray this prayer from the bottom of your heart. Listen. There is no destiny without a voice speaking over it. There is no destiny without a voice. There must be a voice speaking over your destiny. Listen. What took Joseph into the prison? What took Joseph into a prison? A voice. Potiphar's voice. The wife of Potiphar's voice took him to the prison. And what got him out of the prison? A voice. You are going to lift up your voice and say the voice that will liberate my destiny begin to speak over my life. That voice that will liberate me, that will take me from where I am to where I am supposed to be. Hear my voice now begin to speak. No matter how many negative voices are speaking over your life, as long as God's voice is speaking, they are nullified. That voice that must speak upon my life for me to know peace, for me to know deliverance, for me to be satisfied, begin to speak over my life, begin to speak over my destiny, begin to speak over my existence. That voice that must speak upon me for my deliverance to be complete, begin to speak upon my life. I must be divinely connected. I must be divinely connected. Is somebody praying this morning? Heaven is hearing your voice this morning. I don't want you to leave church without a sincere prayer to God this morning. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed I want you to stretch your hands to the altar I speak over your life and your destiny the battle is over in Jesus name you are not supposed to be where you are taking your age, your experience, your labor and your sacrifice whatever heaven did not put in you that is manifesting and constituting your limitation in life and destiny is removed from you right now in Jesus name every evil and demonic veil over your face everything preventing you from seeing your blessing and your place of authority and dominion is hereby removed from your face right now in Jesus name I speak upon everyone that has faith to believe this week your destiny helper shall locate you in Jesus name God said I should tell you that 
everyone struggling with a habit that has been limiting you this week you secure your deliverance in Jesus name you are forever blessed and forever lifted in Jesus mighty name we have prayed